0: Welcome to Damage Boost. And on episode 94 on the road to 100, I have Mike from the Funny Papers with me, and we're going to spin his magical wheel. So let's jump into it. i to spin your magical
1: wheel today. I, I really don't <laughs> understand that exact terminology, but I'm here for it, sure. <laughs> uh,
0: okay, so I'll take a step back real quick. Um, as everyone who's been listening to The Road to 100 knows, uh, episode 90 through 100 are full of guests who I... Every guest is special on uh, damage boost, don't get me wrong, but ones who have uh, come back time and time again at my request who I think... Who are good friends, who really have helped me build something and uh, added to Damage Boost in a, a positive way. And uh, with with Mike, if anyone's listened to anything he's done, whether it's on Damage Boost, uh, on his podcast, The Funny Papers, uh, Ghost Wizards at twitch.tv, his, where he streams, um, he is just, or you are. I guess it's weird because I'm talking to the audience and <laughs> you. I was like, how do I phrase that? Anyway, um, outside of this, like, I'm, we've known each other somewhat for, God, it's... It's
1: been like 10 years, a little over. Pretty yeah, good.
0: uh, when I started, yeah, it'd be about 12 years, actually, right at it. Um, and since I, a the little bit I got to know Mike through those first 10 years, like, he was just, I already knew he was an amazing dude. Uh, we got to know each other a lot more, uh, because of the magical world of podcasting, and... And if you, if you want to know some, meet somebody or know somebody who is just, like, the closest thing to a pure heart that you're probably ever going to meet in a human, it's Mike. <laughs> oh,
1: uh-huh. thanks, bud. And, hey, and also that means that if I'm on this road to 100, fuck all you other guests. I'm a pure yeah. heart ba- brain genius. So, uh, yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate that. And uh,
0: definitely listen to your podcast, The Funny Papers. It, it is the best, best non-video game podcast
1: I listen to. It's about the TV show Doug, which means you know it's great, yeah. <laughs> even though that show is ass. It's it's
0: it's basically improv, right? Like I think it,
1: that's what podcasting is. Right? Yeah, like, yeah, I guess so. Dude, I've done improv. I understand how it works. It's all like, I mean, that's just like podcasting in general, unless it's like a specifically scripted thing, which most aren't because most of us much don't know word f- we don't know what the <laughs> fuck we're doing. But like, uh, yeah, unless you're like a legitimate journalist uh, or a author, most podcasts is just fuck around with your friends. And that's literally improv. So, yeah.
0: Yeah. And um, to, to explain to everyone what Mike's magical wheel is, is, yeah, uh, we tell were... me what that is. <laughs> <And> you, uh, <laughs> now we that were... I have
1: ownership of it and I have the deed in my name, please please tell me what I have bought.
0: Yeah, copy, copyright uh, Mike from the funny papers. God uh, damn it. <laughs> we couldn't decide. There's three games that we're going to talk about uh, we wanted to talk about, and we weren't sure if we wanted to just do one, do three, try to stretch it out, you know, all that. So I made a wheel. And it's the same wheel that we type crap in because I work at a uh, grade school, and had the kids spin like, "Oh, look, you spawning out the number 2 fucking add it to your addition problem." Now spin again. You got three. Anyway, uh, so I put the three games that we have in here. uh, You're gonna have to tell me the the, how to pronounce two of them because I already forgot. Uh, One is Mech Warrior, a uh, game from 2012, correct? Yeah, it's 2013
1: or, or something. It's this free-to-play online shooter that I I fucking love, but I understand that it is way too <laughs> chunky for like uh, the average viewer because you'll look at it and you'll be like, "This UI is trash. This looks like it was made in 2012, 2013." But holy shit, man, that game is like it is unlike any other FPS that I've ever played in my life. So I'm I'm super into it these days. Uh,
0: and uh, it, I I get to watch you stream a bit, and it's it's for a certain kid kids who. Grew up with, like, I feel like PlayStation 1 just had a shit ton of mech games yeah. that were amazing.
1: My, uh, my, one, two of my friends uh, who I play this with have uh, phrased it perfectly of, we picked the two perfect times to get into mech Warrior when we were 12 and when we were in our 30s. Yeah, yeah damn right. <laughs>
0: That's fucking awesome. Um, And then we have Watam, right?
1: Yeah, Watam, which- the fucking acid trip weirdo game made by the, the creators of Katamari Damacy
0: uh and yeah so that i don't know how to describe that game so if we do that one this episode we'll get into it and then there's Myth, right that's- yeah
1: Wildermyth is another uh like a storytelling rpg that i've streamed a little bit of it's very similar to uh like the combat is sort of like a baby version of XCOM, which we've done a, a episode of on this show before and also that's like my primary streaming game so but it's it's a very big storytelling game so you know Would three you- different choices
0: would you say that if it's a baby version of XCOM, that is, it's probably below Mario, Mario and Rabbids then?
1: Uh, no. I would say this <laughs> is still more complex than Mario and Rabbids from my the limited. The Mario and Rabbids is kind
0: of hard for us little brains. All right. All like, right. Well, this game,
1: this game's big, big brain. brain. And this this game, this game is medium brain. Uh, XCOM is big brain. Long War is masochist brain, and uh, Wildermyth is medium brain, and Rabbits is baby brain. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, uh, for anybody who hasn't heard, ep- uh, or this might be your first episode Damage Boost. All right, congratulations,
1: ma- welcome! Yeah,
0: uh... Whatever life decisions led you to this point, I'm really sorry, but I'm glad you're here. You're nice and uh, we like you. <laughs> I love your optimism. I, I wish I had it.
1: That's We're talking to you, the viewer, <laughs> as uh, as as Brock says that. We're saying yep. that we love your optimism for listening to this show because it's great. Thank you for being here.
0: And give your cat some belly rubs while you listen to this, please. Yes! I always need belly rubs. Sick! Fact, my kitty Dave is sitting right next to me because he had to sit in a... Uh, by it in a room while we deep clean the house today he's not happy what a good kitty dave he uh oh i did uh, you know i'm gonna tell the, the audience about this as well uh, <laughs> dave uh is a rescue. put it on the wheel <laughs> <laughs> dave's going on the wheel um he's a rescue and uh he's really really chill cat and i absolutely fucking love him but uh we have two dogs and one other cat we had two other cats when we adopted him but sadly one passed away um, the, the other cat doesn't like him, so he's been, hangs out with the dogs a lot. He is developed barking, like, but, like, he can't really bark because he's a cat, so he just goes, nap, 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 when the dogs bark at things that are outside, too, because he, he just wants to be part of the pack.
1: He's trying, and, that's cute. And it's
0: fucking adorable, and I love I love him so much. Nice. Um, except for he likes to attack my feet in the middle of the night because I move in my sleep, and Fair. it hurts. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so we have the three uh, games on the wheel, and, uh, like I said, anybody who hasn't heard Damage Ruth or heard a Damage Truth episode with Mike, uh, both of us are very good at talking about one thing for a very long time. So we may not even spin the wheel. We might just do one game and spin the wheel next time for the other two.
1: Yeah, the way who that knows? Brock has set this up is that, uh, <laughs> is that he is the one in control of the wheel and is the only one that can see it so that he can intentionally not choose Warrior online because he doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> um,
0: actually, of the of the three... I think, what Tom is the one I'm most afraid to talk about, because I, yeah. I, like, I don't know if I was supposed to be happy or depressed or, like, disturbed by what was going on in that game. That's right. Uh, so, <laughs> of the, of Warrior is probably 1, 1A one on my list with Myth. So, we're going to spin the wheel. Uh, at one point, at some point, I'm going to stream episodes. I think it would be fun. But, uh, until that day, everyone's going to have to trust me that I'm not lying. So, uh... Drum roll, please.
1: Spin the wheel. <laughs> Come on, wheel.
0: No way, Click, 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 click. I'm doing the sound effects. Oh, god damn it.
1: God damn it. It's Warrior Online, baby. No, it's with Tom. <laughs> yeah, all right, fine. We'll do with Tom. Okay. We'll so do- how do you want to start this? This is probably the most uh, esoteric one that has oh, the. I don't really know how to describe it either, and we just kind of added this on because Brock was like, "What is something else you can talk about other than Mech Warrior?" Because God, <laughs> uh, and I was like, "All right, well, I've streamed with Tom, uh, so we'll talk about this shit." Do you want me to just like give an overview of like what you can expect from this this weird ass acid trip of a game? Can I?
0: Can I? Uh, let me say two things, and then yes, I want you to do that. Yeah. Uh, it. One. Uh, it wasn't because I don't want to talk about Warrior. I don't I believe just, you. I was just afraid <laughs> I wouldn't be able to add enough to be a good co-host. In oh, yeah, moment. you can
1: add stuff about Tom Is that it? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can
0: add feelings. It definitely made me feel things. I it's don't a, know.
1: Yeah, it's a but, game of feelings, of raw emotion.
0: But, but two, I, I clicked on the Wikipedia for this game just to kind of get... Um, some kind of sense of it and it its description is uh two sentences and uh it's one of the shortest wikipedia pages i've ever seen and it describes basically nothing
1: what are the two sentences
0: uh it's an action game developed by how you pronounce pseudo's name and published by uh anna Purum interactive it was designed by oh god I'm, I, don't, I don't want to butcher names Better known for creating the Katamari series, and it was released on PS4, Windows, and December 17th, 2019. Those That's are the two sentences. That's, That's all says. it says? That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I love that.
1: Uh, man. All right. So you want me to go for it? Um, yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: yeah uh just go for it we'll see how long we can make this work
1: yeah i don't know man this one's gonna be the toughest one this one is a very visual and esoteric art ass game yeah uh, i
0: should i should just th- lied about where the wheel landed, probably
1: I, I honestly thought you did <laughs> but so no. uh what is a game about uh shapes and household objects such as uh like pieces of garlic and the toilet and the tree and uh, uh uh people wearing hats uh and shapes and they all have little smiley faces and they all run around and they hold hands and they yell wooga to each other uh, until the mayor who is a cube who is green with a smiling face and a bowler hat decides to go kaboom by taking his bowler hat off revealing a bomb and making all of the other shapes fly up into the air and spin around and giggle. Now this is uh, it is strange to me that it called it an action game because I would call this as a, a baby ass puzzle game because this is a game that it's like okay, can you stack uh, enough shapes on top of each other in order to be as tall as a tree? Can you figure out how to hold hands and run in circles in order to plant a seed that grows into a uh, uh, a tree that also has sushi on it? Like this is this is a fucking weird ass game. Uh, and if anyone has ever played Katamari Damacy, the game in which you uh, roll a ball around the world in order to pick up uh, everything on the world, it's such an as like fucking amazing game by the way, oh, especially yeah, for sick. the time. Oh, it's it's so sick. Good. Like you, you roll, you roll. It's 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 pure Japan. You roll a ball around uh, and you like pick up larger and larger objects until you're inevitably yeah. picking up entire it's cities. Got dark
0: undertones too, right? Like.
1: I mean, sort of, in that, like, yeah. the, the, the king of all cosmos is a fucking psychopath. Yeah, but, yeah, uh, yeah no, it is it is by the same creators. Uh, and so that should tell you a lot about, like, what is going on in the mind of the creators and what is going on in the mind of you, the viewer, and you, the user. Uh, I have not finished this game. I played it about two hours, uh, two and a half, maybe three, uh, and it is... Uh, every time I play it, I laugh and I am it is it is absurdist. it is beautiful. it is uh it is
0: like it is not
1: challenging. That's not the point of it. It is not challenging unless you're you're the thing that you find challenges is uh negotiating around rare bugs. Um, but, I mean, z- fucking! When a a portal in space opens up, a toy, a giant toilet swims swims towards you, and the words "Welcome back, toilet" show up over the head or over the uh, the, the the front of the screen. Like, you know, you're playing a special game.
0: <laughs> yeah. Um. God, you know, I-, I watched you play this, and I think there was something almost like. Like, it was, like, a joined high. Like, a, a, like I was getting your second <laughs> high from you just reacting and trying to process that game. And, like, I'm also trying to process it, but then trying to see if, you know, how you're doing it. And it just was, like, a whole ball of feelings and emotions for this game. Like, I assumed... I, maybe it's just, like, I've been burned too many times or, like, the media I've consumed in the last few years or whatever. I assumed it was going to turn real dark at some point. Like, some weird, like, messed up shit was going to happen.
1: Mm-hmm. And I don't think it ever does in this game. I think it's, no. like, pretty... everybody just Everybody just wants to hang out, hold hands, yeah. and go kaboom. It's all good. So <laughs> I
0: want to add to this, too. Like, as we're talking about this, I'm Googling. I'm like... Trying to find, I literally like type it in the story, meaning like blah 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 blah, and most things are like, this game is pretty wacky, probably fun to mess around, uh, probably too weird for its own good,
1: Yeah. etc.
0: etc. etc. But then I found a review on Vice that uh, it says, Tom is the children's guide to eco radicalism."
1: Interesting. Um, I mean, I guess sort of yeah. in the sense that like, uh, it's you're, technically
0: post you're... post apocalyptic, right? Because it's a barren version
1: of Earth. Oh, I I have no idea if that's. The, <laughs> I assumed uh-huh. it was like a weird ass dimension, right? I I think if that, I think that is someone who's trying to like find like. So it's a game that like doesn't have me direct meaning towards it. At least not that I know of so far. Uh-huh. Um, like there are like there is is sort of like a a a story underneath where you find lore in these like uh these scrolls that are found within each of the different like seasonal platforms where everybody speaks different languages uh this probably sounds like i'm i'm just rambling like a a a a a wild prophet when i'm talking right now but that is a that is true and b that is how this game makes you feel um so I, I, I'm not 100% sure yet. I could see where that angle could be coming from now that I'm remembering um, some of the ancient lore that you find within it. Uh, but, you know, I, I I kind of write my own lore as I as I go through it, too. Like, I'm kind of, like, trying to make up my own, like, dumbass story that's coming along with it. So I, I could totally see that angle.
0: So uh, as I described, Mike, in the intro to this, uh, he is one of the people that I would describe as, like, infectious with your personality, just, like... <laughs> listen, li- I, honestly, it's one of the big... Re- other than the fact that you guys are just amazing together, but, like, I love your... You, as the kids say, I love your vibes. You pass the vibe check, right? Yeah. Like, you have that energy where I I know nothing's gonna be a drag about the situation, just because of, like, your energy. You put out your vibes. You put out in the universe, right? So I think you might like this, uh, that I'm reading about the game as well. Oh, the boy. creator, um has, uh, I believe... I can't see where he... Oh, he's, yeah. Lived in Tokyo, moved to Vancouver, and now moved to San Francisco. And he has a quote about the game saying, there were so many different races of people in Vancouver. They speak different languages, and they all work together. And that was kind of an um, inspiration for this game. You know, like how they all communicate differently, but they all work together for a, a common goal. Yeah. Um, the differences in our cultures cultures more deep, more nice, and make up our perspective more wide. So, like, it does seem like it's got a pretty positive uh you know origin a, a a positive foundation
1: yeah i mean i'd be surprised if it didn't like this game is this game is purity in in i think that's the best way that i can describe it is that this game is just like pure joy, and smiles, and uh, awooga, like, (laughs) when when you've got a giant mouth chasing with a face on it that has chasing a a piece of garlic around, and they're both giggling like babies and yelling awooga, and they (laughs) catch each other, and the mouth eats the garlic and turns it into a sentient piece of poo, and then the poo goes into a toilet and comes out as a golden piece of poo. Come on, man. Come on! Uh, Everybody's yeah. just having fun here. It's great. It's like, what if what if emojis were, were living and more pure? But, what yeah, if no. emojis didn't have undertones of what they meant and they were just pure and smiling and all wanted to be friends with each other and with you?
0: What if we lived in a timeline where the emoji movie didn't exist? And, and, and you know. <laughs> Oh, man. Uh, so, I guess... How much? Do you remember how much this game cost? I'm trying hey, to.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's probably yeah, wicked it pretty, cheap. Yeah. I can look right now, but I'm imagining like on sale. I think it was like I don't know, eight bucks or something. Yeah, this uh, is definitely worth eight bucks. But uh, it is. Oh, I'm not on sale. It is twenty bucks on Steam. and It is. This game's sick. I love yeah. <laughs> it. I like. It is bu- kind of buggy as fuck. Like I, I, I was like, man, I tried this once like two months ago. What if I start over again? And I hit the new game button, and it crashed. And so I had to continue on my old game because the new game button crashed. And going in and deleting my old files from the from like the, the file browser in Steam and deleting the uh, the save files also crashed the game. So uh, it is a little bit buggy. Right. But it's a good ass game. I love it. So, so, I'm also, I, I, it reminds me. I'm also gonna end up. There's a game I really want to try soon called "An Airport for Aliens," currently run by dogs. It's very similar vibe.
0: Jesus, that also sounds like the the, the joke ending to uh, the Silent Hill games too.
1: Oh, I believe yeah, you. I've yeah, never the, played any of those because oh. they're too scary. One of one of the joke <laughs> endings
0: is you you uh, you get in a boat and you row to this lighthouse and there's just a dog with like a headset on operating all these buttons and levers and it turns out it was a dog the whole time. Oh <laughs> just man. I'm you. It was, nice. it's, it's great. Um, but just uh, want to touch a little bit more on you describe this game as like purity. Um, another thing that uh, the creator said is he was watching his son play with blocks he said he was two years old and just broke down my stack and laughed he uh-huh. said. Uh, he did that over and over again and what Tom said like, basically he, that was his make uh, summarize this article from vice that was kind of the inspiration for the uh, mayor and the top hat and the the hat blowing up everything it's his son just breaking his blocks when they were playing together that sounds alright. right it's cute like that's sweet like yeah the game rocks makes me like i'm talking
1: it up as like this fucking weird ass acid trip which it is is. but also (laughs) but also yeah it's cute and it rocks
0: (laughs) uh you know like and that's how damage boost got its name like uh, I was sitting in my little home office and think oh God, I've been doing this probably three years so my kid was four and a half one of my twins was sitting with me I was like, I need a good name for the podcast and they had just heard the term damage boost. Uh, and I think it was Nathaniel Bandy like you know using Mario's damage boost ability to get on a speed run or something. And he suggested that. I was like, fuck, yeah, that's, that's awesome. Like, let's let's roll with that. That's a really good name for a podcast about video games. Yeah, mind was, those
1: kids for content.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hell, yeah. He actually wants to start his own podcast, and uh, I'm going to let him do it. It's oh, gonna, shit, all right. He's going to read campfire stories. And, yeah, uh, I'm into that. Hell, yeah, dude. Um, he's super into telling stories around a campfire. He's a nice. cool. um, So... We could keep going on this, but uh, my brain's starting to hurt, so I think we should spin the wheel. Yeah.
1: Oh yeah, spin the wheel and make it not land right. on Mech Warrior because you don't want to talk
0: about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and you know what? You're lucky. Right. It's Mech Warrior.
1: Oh shit! All right, let's get it going. Mmm, so yeah. <laughs>
0: I wanna, I wanna set the scene for Mech Warrior and why you got me interested in this. All game. right. Eventually, whenever I think Honestly, I'm, I'm starting up therapy again here pretty soon. I think nice. once therapy gets me going and, like, getting my brain in the right space, I will have the mental energy to
1: play this game, like, Dude, fully. Don't uh, don't play <laughs> it if it brings you, like, mental fatigue. Like, well, never play like, Unless you're into, like, directly challenging yourself in order to grow. Like, the reason that I play shit like Dark Souls and, like, XCOM Long War, because I, like, learn from it. Don't play it because you just feel obligated to. That no, no, that's terrible.
0: What, no, I want, I do want to learn from this this is one of those games i i and i'll set the scene here with me but mech games have a special place in my heart so i think like a in-depth uh complicated game like this will it's it's gonna scratch a a itch for uh me wanting a or challenge game and also like nostalgia at the same time which is pretty cool to get both those taken care of at the same time but just right now <laughs> uh, yeah. that's why i haven't really too much into it but i just kind of want to set the scene for like mech games in general for for myself um i used to i had a playstation growing up playstation one and uh no, no i didn't grow up with money Yeah, you know, I, I would probably be classified as pretty poor growing up uh still am poor like you know it's designed so we can't climb out but anyway uh we used to get my parents would let me pick out magazines because back in uh, when I was a kid and uh, probably when Mike was a kid as well because we were about the same age, we would get magazines to re- uh, learn about video games. Like I love Nintendo Power, like that mm-hmm. that was my shit. And you'd get like, I remember getting the Star Fox uh,
1: VHS and like the Donkey. I think it was Donkey Kong was Donkey one. Kong Country one. I watched that a yes. billion times. It's on YouTube right now. I've watched it recently. <laughs> um, I I cried watching.
0: I think it was the Star Fox one. Because they're like interrogating um, uh, a little stuffed Mario to get oh, information shit. about it, and they like hook up jumper cables to him, and electrocute Jesus. him, and it really, really I, I, I'm pretty sure it's on YouTube. But I looked up make sure it was like a false memory, um, and I think, and I think I'm pretty sure it was for Star Fox. It wasn't a Nintendo, pa- one of those weird Nintendo Power things. But I remember like crying and getting really upset because they were torturing Mario.
1: Damn,
0: <laughs> it was really fucked up. But anyway, they also had a, a, I don't remember if they were specifically PlayStation, but they they had these gamer magazines that would come with demo disc, and these demos could come from anywhere from like 5 to like 20 games that you could, uh, you could get on there, and there was, I, I swear there's always a couple mech games on those demo discs, I, I would master those fucking two levels that you would get to play on those mech games, because for whatever reason my parents didn't like buy the mech games I wanted, I don't know why. So I didn't really get to play mech games until, like, 16 and older when I started of, able to have my own money, work jobs, and all that. Uh, so, like, I wanted to be in those worlds. I remember watching uh, Gundam Wing growing up and shit like that. Sure. Just like And, like, I guess, to a lesser extent, Power Rangers are technically mechs, right? Because yeah, they're inside of them. Uh, and just, like, wanting to build those things, like, different weapons on the shoulders and shit, fighting. Like, one of the best stories ever told in a video game is uh titanfall 2 the campaign okay. um uh, I've been... i didn't
1: play the campaign i only played the multiplayer because i played the first 20 minutes of the campaign got bored because i was like i know how to use all these buttons and then i went back yeah. into multiplayer <laughs> the, the beginning is not great
0: <laughs> but it gets so so fucking good um a Titanfall One honestly should have got more love. I, a Titanfall
1: Two should have got more love. You can
0: buy that fucking game at five below, and it upsets me. It's worth I more mean, than five bucks. You know,
1: you know, the reason it didn't, right? Like, you know the reason why it. Got, I assume Microsoft fucked it. It's because the release date was about a week before Battlefield One, um, which was uh... a much more, uh, which was a much more established franchise. Like Titanfall yep. Two rocks. I love it a yep. lot. It's fucking awesome. But it came out directly before Battlefield One, and so like, and, it, uh, it, it, that drew away all the player base. Yep, and then yeah, this
0: because I, I also played a shit ton of Battlefield One, so you're right, you're 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 pulling, you're both pulling from the same uh, crop and
1: deep lore.
0: Yep, uh, but anyway, uh, so yeah, no, like I want to really get in this game whenever I have the mental capacity to be challenged by a game, because. I, I wanted that growing up and I never really got the chance to do it and like I to a lesser extent Titanfall does do it like you can' customize but it's it's in no way like this game It is a very different different
1: game it's uh, extremely so different like because you want Titanfall- to go the Titanfall is a, a a super fast game, right? Like Titanfall is, uh, especially when you're not in your mechs, it's a super fast game where you're like running on walls, you're like double jumping, you're you're fucking trying to shoot while running on walls, right? None of that shit exists in Mech Warrior Online. Mech Warrior Online is a game for old guys like me. It's great, uh, but Mech Warrior Online is also, um, it's 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 much less like it's much more chunky is the only way that i can think to phrase it like it's a much slower game and like so okay so let me let me let me say this as like an intro to the genre right of mech warrior in general is as in first person shooters i think the best way that you can think about how a first person shooter works like how the core mechanics of the first person shooter that you're playing right now is the time to kill right like mm-hmm. how long it takes for when you start shooting an opponent to when you kill the opponent, I think that right there is a indicative of exactly how the game works, right? Because, for instance, you think about that, right? You think about, like, uh, CSGO, it's very quick, right? You think about, like, Rainbow Six Siege, it's very quick, right? Like, one headshot, you're dead, or, like, you know, uh, like, half a second of uh, body shots and you're dead, right? That's super quick, Um and you think about like Overwatch, right? It's like mid range. It's sort of like, you know, you can sort of stay in a prolonged engagement, you can back in, back out, whatever, right? But, ty- uh, excuse me, uh, Mech Warrior Online is super slow, right? Uh, to the point where, unless you're playing a very specific type of mech, uh, you want to get hit. The way this game works is, like, you you have tons of, like, armor, like, chunked onto all your components, and you have to draw fire to your bigger mechs and split damage between your team in order to, like, have, like, a 15-20 minute match where there's no respawns, right? You, uh, basically, you're, uh... All of you are soaking damage for each other uh, on your team. It's a 12-on-12 it's a 12 12 game, and all of you are soaking damage for each other uh, with no repairs, no healing, or anything, so that everyone can, like, maximize their fire output, right? The, right. The, the, the time to kill is wildly slow, which is what makes it so interesting. It's something, it's like, unlike anything I've ever played before.
0: And that, you mentioned things being fast, like Titanfall, uh rainbow six um that's something that recently has kind of hit me um i was my my oldest is at his dad's and uh there's a fortnight event that happened two days ago and he's like dad can you get on there and just play it a little bit i'll get the free skin so i'm like all right yeah i'll go on your profile do that for you god his settings for sensitivity are like not at the most like almost at the top for like movement like to make it really quick i'm like i don't know the fuck i'm doing this is too fast i had bump <laughs> down to three because i can't handle that shit anymore i can't, uh-huh. I can't function same thing with uh, uh rainbow six my sensitivity is low and uh, a friend of mine and i just decided to try out apex because it's a game we could play quick on nights like between getting the, our kids to bed and having to go to sleep for work hop onto it real fast and then like it's, I, again, sensitivity, everything's so fucking fast. The game's moving quick. Yep. These players are, like, jumping and moving. I'm just like, I just need to, like, I want to strategize and not just have it be about speed. So the way you describe this game and how you're, like, you're doing it more like a, a for lack of a better phrase, a real battle. Yep. That's that's really, like, intriguing and appealing to me as a, uh, as I've been described as a senior gamer. <laughs> right? Yeah. You know? Dude. um It's more about our
1: gaming experience rather than uh, be real quick with the shooty shoots. Dude, it's super funny. Like, you hear people who get on, like, voice comms in this game fucking everyone in this game is an old dad from the south it rocks (laughs) like you you hear like you hear people talk on the comms and you're like oh yeah that's another old dad from the south fuck yeah and like most of the time people are also like very cool like you would think that like old dads in the south they'd be like i don't know maybe they'd be a little bit like i don't know who knows whatever your stereotype is right but uh they're all like super nice i've only run into like two toxic players in all the matches I've played ever and they get immediately muted and banned and ignored by everybody and like I've even run into fucking role players on this game people who will get on and be like they'll role play being like one of the uh uh you know effectively like barbarian clans in this future universe who are from like uh you know the distant the distant outside planets and stuff they're just like oh speaking for clan command I'm coming in to like delta 5 right I've heard I've heard someone fucking role playing a robot who like he gets on voice comms and he's like bravo lance to charlie four so focus fire on target alpha it's like holy shit like it's great
0: <laughs> I-, I want that like i guess because i'm also deprived because like don't have uh yeah, i did DD for a little bit and i don't have a group now so like role playing but also while playing a mech game
1: mm-hmm. sounds
0: pretty incredible
1: to don't me. tell jim that because he runs an rpg that's a mech universe and and like he runs a, a role-playing game that's an rpg universe and also also fucking jim if you're listening to this right now jim my co-host from the funny papers jim if you're fucking listening to this right now play mech warrior online because you'd love it and we harass you every day and you don't play it fucking <laughs> <laughs> yeah jim fucking play it. yeah jim <laughs> Uh (laughs) It
0: it seems like a game that would be right up his alley. Yes!
1: We literally tell him that every day. Yeah, like,
0: there's nothing about that, that game and the way you described it from what I've experienced that wouldn't appeal to him. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's in
1: space, it's got stupid lore, and it's for old people. It's great. It's perfect for Jim. You know, he's probably not
0: playing it just out of spite because that's kind of a Jim thing That's too.
1: exactly what he says. He says, I'm not playing it now out of spite and for the bit. And I'm like, you're you're only hurting yourself. He's like, I know. He's like, all right, you are an idiot. <laughs> Love it you, Jim. It hurts so good, though. What? I had
0: I had watched it uh when you played it too. There was like um it was like five minutes before anybody like engaged too yeah. right and like it's really feeling out the battlefield which I think is really, really neat and uh and I also like that it's just Guys who come home from work, their kids are in bed. And they're just like, yeah, we want to chill. <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> there's so many just like high old dudes from the south on there that they get on and they're just like, yo man, <laughs> and they're just like super old and drunk. at rocks, but um, but like yeah, it's okay. So back to the game itself. Like you say, it is it is played over a wide battlefield, right? So these are like Mac Warrior is a. It takes place in like the year three thousand or something. Who knows? It's in a uh, it's in a like a galactic society so like uh multiple planets that span over whatever and uh mech warriors are obviously the kings of the battlefield obviously like who would use planes and like orbital weapons of course you just gotta drop down these chunky awful uh human suits where everyone sits in the cockpit that's directly in the middle right obviously they're the kings of the battlefield yeah (laughs) but uh so it is uh it's played over massive battlefields that are like uh, multiple multiple kilometers long right so like i know scale is a bit of a funny thing to think about in a video game because really you can be like oh i mean if you if you think about video game design you can really say that any like amount of space is equivalent to any like real-time amount of space you can say like an inch is equivalent to a mile like who gives a shit, right it's a video game mm-hmm. but in this one uh it's very poignant it's very important that the uh the the the, the scale of it because uh, the battlefields are, I don't know, let's say like 10 kilometers radius, right? And right. the different mechs, there are four different sizes of mechs. You can drive light mechs, medium mechs, heavy mechs, or the big chunk assault mechs, right? And they all move at wildly different speeds. So like your assault mechs will move at like 40 to 60 kilometers per hour but your light mechs will move at like 120 to 160 miles an hour right so right. uh it's the job like everybody has a different role like the light mechs want to like move in scout skirmish get behind the big chonk and heavy max because your back armor is weaker than your front armor right like uh and so because the battlefields are so huge and because there's so much like uh tactical movements that you have to make because you move so slow you have to like stick together as a team you have to like plan out what you're going you have to like focus your fire right uh so the the scale of the game oh and and also like your weapons all have wildly different ranges like there's super short range stuff that fires at like a hundred kilometers max range and then there's super long range stuff that fires at like 1.5 or uh, excuse me uh, the super short range stuff fires at like a hundred meters uh range and the the super long stuff is like 1.5 kilometers right like everything is wildly different and there's so much and like cover becomes so important right like rolling hills that you can approach uh, on so that your short range stuff can get in range and you don't get gunned down by all the snipers because you're so slow right it's the scale and the makeup of these battlefields makes things so interesting and so different from anything i've ever played before you can play as a fucking long range artillery missile boat who doesn't require line of sight and locks on to enemies through what your opponent. Through what your allies are looking at, and then fires indirect fire. You play as long-range artillery. I've never had that in a video game That's before. That's so it's, fucking cool. It's super cool. That's what made me fall in love with the game: is playing as a, a a long-range missile artillery boat, which is something I've never done before in a game. It's super cool.
0: In a weird way, it kind of reminds me of Holdfast. What's that? Uh, so Holdfast is like. Um, Old timey, you line up in lines and shoot at each other. Uh-huh. Game.
1: It's just that's this. You make fucking lines of metal. Right. <laughs> and like
0: for that game, um, Holdfast is it's a pretty chill community for the most part. The- like, obviously, with everything, there's toxic shit. But um, you can be in a line, and uh, people play as the commanders will march. You have people that will just straight up play drums and the flute mm-hmm. for like morale boost, and you actually you get a bonus for being in the lines. But there's also artillery like cannons and stuff in that game. And I played. A hour-long match where um, you typically you have about three people running the cannon. And I, I got to actually kind of be friends with this dude. Uh, he would had a guy that was shooting, but there was a guy who would pick the cannonball in and put it in. And I would have, like, the big, you know, uh, American Gladiators thing to shove the, the cannonball in all the way. Yeah. Right? And, like, that's what I did. I just had a big – I was just shoving the cannonball in the rest of the way. That's what I did for the entire battle. Yeah. And it was an absolute blast. That's great. So that, like, it just, in a weird way, that, like, kind of reminded me of the way you're describing uh, yeah, Nick Warrior. Yeah. It also kind of feels like the video game equivalent of Pacific Rim, the first one, where, oh, like... Oh,
1: sort it, of, yeah, yeah, yeah. because
0: there's actual some realism, like, if you watch a Transformers movie or whatever, like, friction doesn't exist. They fucking slide everywhere, and it's weird. Yeah. Uh, and, like, a, uh, but the original Pacific Rim, for anyone who hasn't seen it, like, these things are massive, and, like, when they're going to go punch... It takes time because there's a lot of shit that has to move. There's a lot of like you know rockets or whatever to like, propel the punch forward, and like, they're the, and like they fall and it takes them a while to get up. It takes them a while to move. They are heavy. They are grounded, but it works and it's really 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 cool. The first one, the second movie is absolute fucking trash because they bring back down Toro. It was really stupid. I don't know why yeah. they didn't fucking do it. But I and the way you're describing this and for what I watched, played and the little bit I did play like.
1: Yeah, it's chonky. It's like every, but it's
0: in the best way.
1: Yeah, because like the uh, there's a ton of like acceleration and deceleration time. Like you you turn your torso at different speeds. Also, it control its tank controls, which uh, I don't know if. uh, People have heard that term in a long time because tank controls was, like, a thing that was used back in, like, PS1 era and stuff where it was basically you controlled your legs independently from your torso, right? So, like, you can't strafe in this game like you can in modern shooters, but you can walk to the right. You can walk forward and then turn your torso to the left such that you're firing... Uh, you're effectively strafing because you're walking you're walking one direction and your torso is twisted 90 degrees that you're firing in that direction right so yeah. and there's different like fucking all these, there's a million different max that you can choose from and they're all super customizable like uh they all have different like fucking torso uh yaw angles and like uh it's it's ridiculous like it's there's so much customization which is in my mind, the best part of the game, but also the hardest to approach. So if you're starting it, I would not look at customization because the UI is fucking trash in this game, but uh it is the best part of the game too, uh I think, the customization.
0: So, I have questions on the customization uh and I bring this up because I was watching um I don't remember what I was watching, but they brought up that there's a train simulator and All the different trains are DLC that you have to buy. Yeah, but but like you get to try the trains and they're customizable. But if you buy every single train, uh, that's like tens of thousands of dollars. Yeah, fourteen thousand (laughs) dollars. Yeah, Um, Uh and I bring that up because you said there's the customization is amazing. Is it paid? Is it unlockable? Do you just get it? How does the customization exactly work for anybody yeah. to play this game?
1: So uh, it is a free-to-play game, right? Which means that you don't like that. That kind of comes with a lot of uh, heavy context these days, right? Because yeah. a lot of yeah. people are like, "Oh shit!" Like gotcha games where they, uh, you know, they 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 exist to draw money out of you, right? Uh, I can say. That I'm not trying to like super pump this game up. Like, I'm not affiliated with them in any sort of way, so I don't think I'm trying to like be sponsored by them. I wish, but I should, yeah, Sponsor I, uh, funny papers, please. Right. I um, I have not spent any money in this game. I played it for like 200 hours or some shit. At this point, it's ridiculous. Uh, it is. Uh, I have not spent any money in this game, and I they're fairly generous with their like in-game currency. I have like 13 different max at this point. Uh, and you basically, there's, like, an in-game currency that you can purchase mechs with, and then also, uh, you can buy, like, different components and weapons and shit to shove in your mechs. Uh, and then, that's about it. Like, you, 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 you earn money just by, like, in-game money just by, like, playing matches, and, uh, it's fun, man. Like, it's, it's, they're quite generous with the currency, from what i found.
0: That's good, and I would think with a game that old too, they probably have to be.
1: Oh yeah, there's been a bit of a resurgence lately. It seems like like I never, I barely ever have to wait for match cues. It's crazy. Like it loads super quick in terms of like finding matchmaking. Um, and part you of the think reason... your influence
0: has part of that. You <laughs> think the money <No>, papers? <laughs> obviously not.
1: No, uh, I I think part of it is that uh is that because it's such a slow game, right? And everybody moves so slowly. You think about like the actual uh like way that the network works behind that it actually allows for higher pings to be viable because uh you move so slowly and because like the 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 netcode is such that it can be predictive enough for uh these slow movements to be calculated for higher pings so you actually you actually play on like the oceanic servers and the european servers like all the time and i barely even notice it you you sort of do but it's 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 rare that it is super bad on your on your uh on, like, your enjoyment of the game, and so that allows for, you know, easier matchmaking, too, because you're matchmaking with people all over the world, and it's pretty fine. Um, But, so, to your point, though, of, like, You know customization and like how much uh you can get. It's you know sometimes it is a little frustrating because you're like, man, I really want this Mac and I need to like grind out more currency or whatever. You could spend real dollars for it, but I haven't. I just I just do. There's like little events that happen sometimes so you can get currency. They're pretty generous with it, especially when you're first starting, which is you know uh, a common tactic in free to play games.
0: (laughs) Right, right, and you know it kind of. Um, anybody who hasn't actually played Fortnite, because um, a lot of those free-to-play are kind of gotcha, you have to pay to, pay to be able to compete. I think the most famous case, uh, among the many things Activision is shitty for, but with, uh, Warzone, uh, we, when I first came out, played with, uh, Brother law my friend, everything was kind of level, you know, you, you could spin the battle pass, whatever. Now, uh, besides the cheating, which is incredibly rapid, like, you have to, pay to get decent weapons you uh otherwise you're kind of fucked um rainbow six uh not that bad but like fortnite is actually pretty good especially for a free-to-play game for kids i like that it's free to play they were pretty generous uh, about um like you you don't you cannot pay to get better you can only pay to get different skins and i like that Sure. So I, I do like that this game too because you know I'm I'm on a budget I got three kids you know I got a home and shit, uh that if I if I when I can pick this up that I'm not gonna have to invest in a battle pass every fucking month totally to uh, be able to compete so that makes me happy.
1: Dude, but let me uh let me tell you like so what exactly I like about the customization right is that it is not so it's there is aesthetic customization and i like to draw fucking weird ass faces on all my mechs right with with like paints and stuff and make everything look like a disaster (laughs) that's just my brand but um the the customization in this game is straight up mech warrior customization like battle tech or anything like that whereas Every mech has like a tonnage limit, right? Like the the smallest mechs will be twenty tons, and the biggest mechs are like a hundred tons, right? And you have to mount weapons to it. You have to put your armor into it. You have to pick different engine speeds into it. And you can fully customize which weapons you use uh, on any mech, basically. Like there will be hard points on it that'll be like, okay, this mech can mount two missile weapons and four laser weapons and one ballistic weapon, right? So you'll put, like, a big-ass chonkin, uh, uh, like ballistic cannon on its side torso you'll put like a bunch of lasers on its arms and like a bunch of missile pods on its shoulders and shit and you'll uh like but then you'll go oh no this mech runs too hot and every time i fire all my weapons the heat is uh the heat makes me shut down and so you're like oh shit i need to put heat sinks into it you're like oh no but wait i need uh i want to put stuff into it such that i'm fully optimized for lasers and you'll like take off all the ballistics and you'll be like okay now i just use lasers and stuff right like there's a bunch of crazy different options you can do and you can fully change to your own play style like and it's all about like balancing tonnage like how much things weigh with balancing like your max speed like increasing decreasing its engine size like it's crazy and then you even think about like the way the game itself is played uh there's no hp in this game right like for instance like say say you're playing like i don't know overwatch or say you're playing like titanfall or whatever right if you get shot, so uh, disregarding headshots being like critical hits, if you get shot in the foot, it's the same as being shot in the arm, right? If you get shot in the in the chest, it's the same as being shot in the leg, right? Whereas right. in this game. Uh, you don't have HP. You have health of your components. So say that someone shoots you in the arm a bunch. Then your arm blows off, and you lose all the weapons that were in that arm. But you're not dead. And th- and in fact, your center torso is protected, because that's where the engine is. So you want to protect that center to- torso. The center mass is the only place where if you get killed just there, that's the- then you'll die, Right. If you yeah. the, the the effective things are if you get headshot, which is incredibly difficult, it almost never happens, if you get headshot, if you get center torso destroyed, if you get both legs destroyed, not one, but both legs destroyed, or depending on your engine type, one or both side torsos. But it's super cool. It's like, it's so different. It's so chonky.
0: <laughs> so if you get your, both of your legs blown off you can't just act as like a turret that's right
1: if you get both your legs and this is the common way that uh you take out light max is light max are super fucking fast and if you blow off one of their legs they lose almost all of their speed and they just like sort of like hobble forward but then if you blow off both of their legs then they they die because then they won't be the kings of the battlefield anymore they might as well just be a tank come on
0: I, I just. I, I want to. I would like to see, like, you know, eight mechs on the ground just, like, moving their little torsos because they have no legs. They'll be able to, like, shoot at shit. Yeah, but then That'd you be wouldn't fun. be
1: the king of the battlefield. You That's got to eject out of humiliation.
0: That's true. That's true. <laughs> um, you know, like. I think you sold. Me. I I might try. I think I might give it another shot, you know, this week. I might I might give it another shot.
1: This sounds like a common theme among every time I come on this show. You're like, all right, this game that I thought sucks sounds great now. <laughs> I, I still,
0: I still, I did, I have tried XCOM again. Uh, mm. I don't think I'll ever be able to play it, though. Just
1: That's full fine. That's you,
0: you, you make it seem so fun when you play. <laughs> yeah, it is fun. It is fun, but it's also, like, it
1: also soul crushing. Yeah, yes. it's both. <laughs> and uh,
0: I just, I don't just tired of missing shit that's so close uh-huh. uh, <laughs> um so i to to wrap out this episode i want to briefly touch about the, the last game uh Myth, right sure uh, that you played and uh i am biased i think towards this game a little bit because if you follow mike uh on twitch with ghost wizards uh, you get put into the games typically, right? XCOM followers get a character cracked.
1: Yeah, I do. I do a little bit of a cheeky move on my stream where followers, it, it, it's. I think it's more fun for everybody. Uh, it raises the stakes a lot because it, in it games, does. in games like XCOM and in games like Wildermyth, where you have a million different characters, I, I like to name them after people in the chat, right? After people who follow the stream uh so that you're you they're a character in there and it makes it extra heartbreaking if someone dies it makes it extra cool if we can make emergent lore for somebody for doing something super cool right and yeah uh they're doing the same in Wildermyth and uh Brock is a is a character in it he's damage boost, in they?
0: um and uh just people who subscribe do they get put to the top of the list for characters or no I, I
1: I haven't done that yet because I'm still pretty new and uh, a bit of a baby. Uh, sometimes, <laughs> though, in in XCOM, I've made it such that subscribers can get resurrected if they die. <laughs> Good.
0: Uh, I'm going to keep my prime subscription on you then. Hell so yeah. I can resurrected in case I die. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Before you describe this game, uh, uh, reason I brought that up is because I got I was one of the people who uh, was watching it when you played it, and um, got to be one of the characters as you said. And there was a weird part. Uh, you know, what? let's start the game. We'll move to that part. <laughs> it actually—it's it, why the game is so interesting to me. The way the story is told, and uh-huh. I think it's really, really cool. So go ahead and uh, you want me to break down the game real quick.
1: Sure. Uh, so. Wildermyth is a game. Uh, I, I'm not the probably the foremost one to talk about it yet because I'm not like super far into it. But uh, Wildermyth is a tactical RPG, right? That being like XCOM where it's like you 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 view from like an isometric uh, standpoint and you take turns and you move your individual characters and you do tactical combat, right? Uh, it's in a fantasy setting, so that being like, you know, wizards and, and warriors and archers and stuff. Uh, and the thing that is very, very interesting about this game is that the story is uh, dynamically told. So no two playthroughs will be the same. Uh, it, it, what happens is there will be random events that happen where your characters will get into certain uh, little, little confrontations or things will happen from their past. Uh, it is all... Uh, 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 Just like based on random chance of how your characters develop, and from that you make decisions, right? You'll be like, okay, uh, so for for an example, right? Uh, When we had damage boost as a character in very early, there was like this portal, right, that we found (laughs) in the wilderness, and it was like it was like he was like, oh shit, Uh, well I I smell some good smelling bread through that portal. Everyone's like, everyone else in the party is like, oh, uh, and, and then we had to choose, okay, does he go through the portal or does he not? And obviously we chose that he goes through the portal. Uh, he comes to the portal, comes back out immediately and was like, damn, where you guys been? And uh, nine years passed while he was in the portal. Uh, Unbeknownst to anybody else, it was like a a temporal uh, time zone, and he aged nine years. So (laughs) that's sort of what happened. Um, Which
0: affected my stats and stuff too, correct?
1: It did. It affected your age, which this game is a game that is told over generations. So you will probably die before other people because you are older Son of a bitch. (laughs) So it is is a game where your characters will... uh, age die they could have kids who join up in your party right like it is a game that is told over generations as opposed to like you know a year or two of a standard campaign of like a game like this uh so it's it, it's an evolving world it is a world where uh you you your choices. I know I know that choices matter is kind of a buzzword these days in games, but yeah. it it really affects the storyline. It even affects your characters' relationship to each other. Like they can become rivals, they can become lovers, they can become best friends, right? And all of those things have uh, uh have you know, uh, stakes on what happens in the game. Like, for instance, say that you're rivals, right? And you're uh, one of your, your. You, say that two of your characters are rivals, In which we have in, in, in the game we're playing right now. Say that one of them crits. Then the other one goes, oh yeah, watch this, and then get a crit bonus for their next attack, right? Say that right. they're lovers. There is a thing of uh, lover's revenge, where if one of the lovers gets hit, the other one on their, the other, uh, their lover on their next turn gets a damage boost, because they're just like, <gasps> oh, Thought, he said like, the oh my god. No, 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 <laughs> but they uh they, they get a, a a bonus to their damage, uh, so that they uh they get revenge for their lover, right? It's it's super interesting that it has tactical uh uh you know stakes in addition to narrative stakes. So it's it's a really neat game. It really uh, is. And it, it it's a lot of fun to uh play with uh you know when you've named just like xcom i think that games like this games where your characters can die where they're and this is a game of permadeath right games yep. where your characters can die games where your characters uh you can make emergent lore for them i think it helps so much to the enjoyment if you name your characters after people you know or name them after people uh that are in your stream right like it is such an increase to the enjoyment, because otherwise they're just random nobodies, right? Who gives a shit if this person dies? They were just another number. They were just, they were, you were just like, oh no, my best warrior died. Oh dang, that sucks. But then you're just like, but then you go to another world where you're like, oh no, my good friend damage boost has been struck down. How will we ever continue from here, right? Like it's, it's, it's so different when you add that stakes to it, when you make it narratively compelling. I think it's way more fun.
0: Uh, Yeah. I 100% agree. I, I have watched you play more XCOM and, and also this game I um, than I will ever play that game because <laughs> I am in the game, and that matters. People that we are mutual friends with are in that game, and I am interested to see if they survive.
1: Uh-huh. A lot of hey. them haven't already. That's <laughs> yeah, true. Uh, the last
0: couple uh, streams have been kind of rough in that department.
1: Yeah, I have been pretty bloody. <laughs> <laughs> um
0: and, and, and it it really does have the enjoyment as a as a viewer because it's also watching the the streamer in this case you uh try to save his friends yeah there is there you know like you said if it, if it was you know john doe character just be like yeah that's he died i'll get a recruit later uh for this and it yeah it would it would be inconvenient but it wouldn't have stakes yeah exactly. When things have stakes, whether it's movies or whatever, that makes a huge difference to the, not even just enjoyment, like, but to the the tension that you feel as an audience member.
1: And as the player. I'm fucking freaked out. I'm like, I'm sitting there. I'm just like, God damn it. I didn't want, like, I'll think about it. Like, okay, part of my thing, I, I'll never get mad on a stream, right? I'm like, never. I never will like rage and shit. I think that is just like, I don't know. I think that's unproductive, but I'll definitely get anxious and freaked out and I'll just be like, no, like I wanted, I, I, you needed to live. You're my friend, you know? Like, it is so heartbreaking if somebody <laughs> gets struck down that I'm just like, well, that's it. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: You ever, uh, and whether it be Wilder Myth or XCOM, have a situation where you have to, you have two of your friends' characters and you probably have to let one of them die or sacrifice and then you're like worried about how they're gonna react think that if you like one or more of the other
1: i i don't think about it that way because i know at the end of the day it nobody's gonna like actually be mad at me like i know that i know that's the case right i know that at the end of the day like if my friends would actually get mad at me for that then come on like i know that we're we're close enough uh that not to matter but yeah certainly sometimes yes like i I made a uh uh, i made a character after uh my my girlfriend's dog in xcom and she died and that was even though she was a lowest a one of my lowest ranking soldiers that was one of my most heartbreaking deaths
0: You gotta hope that happens like some sort of cosmic change in the universe, and all of a sudden your dog gets off the leash or
1: something. You know, n- no, don't say that. <laughs> Mia lettuce is too small and too good. She's too cute. I will not jinx that. I'm knocking on wood everywhere right now. That's why I don't
0: I don't put my kids in video games. I'm just like I don't want like something that happened to me in a digital right? form. So yeah, the oh yeah, wow, that does really add to the stakes too. I know
1: <laughs> I know.
0: I guess that says a lot about like other my friends side that that would be a bummer, but <laughs> I like, know,
1: but not my little baby it, lettuce. She's right. so cute. <laughs> that's amazing. She'd never forgive me.
0: The the only thing like complaint I would have for, for Boulder Myth, and that's the same thing for XCOM is I'm just not good at that style of gameplay. Like, I'm, it's not, not that I hate it, it's just not my wheelhouse. And sure. I wish, I want that kind of interactive storytelling uh, progression over time in a game that's more of an RTS.
1: I, I, I really deal. think you'd like Wildermyth certainly more than XCOM. Certainly more than fucking XCOM long war on a harder difficulty, which is what I'm doing on XCOM. So, eh, it's very different from XCOM. So, Wildermyth and I'm also playing Wildermyth on a harder difficulty too. So, like if you're worried about difficulty in it, I I really think you'd you'd still like Wildermyth. But
0: I I honestly like it was one of those like it's so unique. The art style is
1: It's gorgeous. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Yeah,
0: art. it's gorgeous it's like simple and complex at the same time it's it's really really neat and yeah. uh and honestly it kind of reminds me of paper mario
1: sort of yeah i mean everybody's that sort of paper doll uh yeah like aesthetic and like
0: the way they use the lighting and colors and stuff too yeah. is like really unique and pretty it's, beautiful. It, it's it's it is a really well done game mm-hmm. um yeah so it is definitely a game I think I'll pick it up at some point, especially with it being an indie title. It makes it a little easier to spend the money on things like that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I like supporting those type of things when I can. Um
1: So we we did spin
0: all the wheels. We uh we, we did we covered all three.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. We even went through fucking MechWarrior. Warrior. Hell that yeah. Was, that was the
0: bulk of the episode, so you yeah. can't get anymore.
1: Chonky <laughs> Mech Warrior. I
0: I gotta call attention though we're recording this um august 7th i probably about a week or two before it comes out and uh, i had listened to your most recent for right now episode of the funny papers Mm -hmm. and you guys threw the sega dreamcast under the bus
1: yeah hell yeah Uh, <laughs> uh, and I am here to say, I think if it was marketed right, and really, and also, I
0: I, I did enjoy your deep uh, references um, for that. The the weird uh, fish guy, oh, Sea Man, the fish yeah, man, so, yes, it was so fucking weird. That was a weird game. That I game,
1: like, I want to play that game now. I've never actually played that game, and I want I want to find like an emulator and that game. We we joked did, like, once about stuff, how yeah. we. We joked once about how we would just, like, uh set it up such that I'm just secretly talking to Sam on the other end. <laughs> <laughs> Sam would be the sea man. That
0: would be amazing. And that, that should be, guys, that would be great YouTube content for uh, the Funny Papers. God. But the Dreamcast could have succeeded if it didn't. Uh, technically, I think it had a lot going for it. The, the memory cards that were kind of interactive were, like, that was ahead of its time. Like, it would say stuff on there. Some games you could use them. Uh, the controls were good. The ga- they had a pretty decent game roster. Like, um, it had the the best sports games. Probably at the time, it was 2K made their sports games. And they were, they were incredible. They did a really, really good job. Uh, Daytona USA, which has the best theme song of all of games. Like, Daytona, let's go away. Like, if you haven't listened to that song, go fucking do it. Uh, I think it could have succeeded. They just put it out at a bad time, and for what I understand, Sega, like, you know, like, mishandled so much shit. I mean, I could've... believe
1: you. Like, I never really played it. I was, it was just kind of so... yes-anding okay. on the podcast where we were just talking shit. So, okay. you know, I believe you. <laughs> okay. I just. It, it, I, I, uh,
0: I bought one when, like, they folded. Like, when it was, like, Sega's fucked, everything's done, and I. God, I'm so fucking old. They had literal towers of them at Circuit City when Circuit City was still a thing.
1: Oh, you man, that's like a fucking 40... Cranky Kong story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> God damn it. Uh, like, I, I think I bought one for like 40 or 30 bucks, and got a bunch of games, too. I don't remember how much they were. But it was a fun system. And, like, for especially paying that much money for one because they were just trying to get rid of them. Hmm. Uh, it was... It could have been something. It really could have been something special. Maybe we would have... <laughs> I don't know it would have knocked anything off, but I
1: just... <laughs> it could have been something, kids. I'm talking about telling you a story about... A Ahead of its time, day. I
0: told you. <laughs> kids then didn't appreciate it. You damn sure wouldn't now.
1: Grandpa, get off the computer. We're playing Fortnite. <laughs> Look, I, I believe you. I have no stakes in this race. I trust you implicitly on this mark and say, yeah, Dreamcast rocks. Hell yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I also
0: just... I, since you're... Uh, just to continue with the Cranky Kong stuff real quick. Fortnite could be a really fun game if they have all the stupid fucking building. I hate. I can. I go toe for toe win matches in Fortnite with my kids. Moment when those fuckers build like up a fucking eighty-story tower in two seconds, I cannot fucking beat that shit. I mean, it's really, that really
1: literally the point of Fortnite is the building. It's I've the hook. It. I
0: get it, but it makes it harder for me because I'm old. I can't build things fast.
1: Well, time to play Mech Warrior online. Hell yeah! Oh, that's
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> um, with that being said, do you have any plugs you wanna uh, give before we go?
1: yeah i mean all the classics uh please check out the funny papers podcast that being uh it's spelled f-u-n-n-i-e for funny papers such as a uh, doug funny that character who we all remember but don't remember anything specific about uh Come check it out. This is, we are almost done with all of the Nickelodeon episodes. We have gone through uh, from start to finish all of the Nickelodeon episodes of fucking Doug uh, (laughs) to to make an emergent Doug lore and, uh, you know. Figure out the deep meanings behind the sinister events that happen in Bluffington. Uh, We're super close. I think we only have like five more episodes left. We just recorded the Christmas episode, which is going to be pleasantly entitled The Gang Puts Pork Chop Down, because that's basically what happens on Christmas. Uh, Fuck! Yeah, it's a weird show, man. So please check out The Funny Papers on all major podcast platforms. Also, uh... Please, We've mentioned it a couple times, but uh, I stream a lot over at twitch.tv slash ghost wizards. That being like ghost, like, oh, spooky ghost, and a wizard, like, oh, shit, I'm casting a spell. Uh, mostly, mostly doing uh, strategy games uh, is the main thing. XCOM Long War is the our, our, our main game, but we also do uh, some strategy games. We do some MechWarrior Online, and we do some fighting games, too. Lately, a lot of, like, Guilty Gear Strive and Tekken 7. Um, so, yeah, come on over. It's, uh, it's, it, it's crazy. I, I, I've been doing this for a couple of months now. I really love it. I stream every Monday, Tuesday, and Thursday starting at 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, yeah, twitch.tv slash ghostwizards. Hell yeah.
0: May I ask if you guys have decided if the Disney dog is going to be worth your time?
1: I don't know. We haven't decided. That is a oh, tough It makes me thing. anxious. Disney Every Doug Wednesday, f-
0: I'm used to having my funny papers. It's scary to think it may not be there anymore.
1: Bro, Disney Doug fucking sucks. Like it we, I quit watching.
0: S- I remember as a kid, I was like, this is dumb.
1: We wa- like I, For reference, there is one, I was like, okay, most of this is just, so here's the thing. Like, Doug, as a genre, it happens over two 12-minute shorts over, like, one half-hour episode, right? It's, like, two 12-minute episodes. Uh, They just take a 12-minute episode, and they stretch it to 30 minutes in a a Disney episode, so there's so much filler, Uh, and so, like, they, they, they just, like... They take out all, all, then they don't do anything with it, right? It's just, like, meaningless, uh, just, like, little fluff bits. And it's just so agonizing to watch the Disney episodes, especially, like, we even found, just for reference on how agonizing they are, we found an episode late in Disney, Doug, called Doug's Adventures Online, which should be, like, our absolute, like, the greatest thing we've ever seen, right? Like, if there's an episode called Doug's Adventures Online, that should be, like, holy fuck, this is going to be the (laughs) greatest thing this guy ever. asked
0: asl <laughs> what does that mean
1: <laughs> we 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 looked at it and uh, i couldn't get through it i watched two-thirds of it and i was like i am too bored and turned it off like come on if doug's adventures online can't hook us then what can i so That's i don't know true. i don't know uh i'm not sure yet uh we haven't made a collective decision on what uh we're gonna do but uh we gotta do it soon well, if
0: I know Jim, it'll be procrastinated.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Jim will say we should definitely do this and then never follow up. Love you, Jim. <laughs> yeah, love you, buddy. Oh, yeah, um, we, and by the way, it's with my two co-hosts. Uh, we, the Funny Papers, two co-hosts, Sam and Jim. Uh, they're both amazing. Uh, and we, 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 we're, we've we been friends for like over 10 years now at this point, And it is just so fun hanging out with them, uh, doing it long distance uh over the internet just hanging out and being friends over a terrible cartoon show. We've had some guests Brock's been on there a couple times. Yeah. We haven't had a guest in a long time, but it's uh it's super fun. It's a great show. I really I'm really proud of it.
0: <laughs> you know like Whenever I listen to podcasts, I usually don't like guest episodes, and then I create a podcast for the whole, I like, guess I have a new guest <laughs> every week. <laughs> so, nice. Like, um, Revolutionize uh, it. Yeah. Well, you know, like, just because I don't necessarily like something doesn't mean it's not good. Fair enough. You know, perspective. Uh, but all your guests were really good. I Yay. Didn't know all your guests. Mostly because I know all your
1: guests. <laughs> right, and because you were like a fifth of them. <laughs> yeah. Go me. Oh, um, oh shit.
0: So, uh, yeah, but yeah, listen to the pod, uh, funny papers. You can jump in at any point because you guys, uh, even with the lore building, every episode's pretty unique and uh, yeah. um, it's wonderful. Um, I I recently brought back uh, doing Andrew Dice Clay impressions in my household. <laughs> oh god! Uh, uh, shout out Sam. <laughs> and um, my significant other is not happy she's very very upset you don't say <laughs> and I, I always do the put the mask on whenever oh uh God. people are being uh silly about being smart with COVID and yeah. uh I'm the one person who gets it so <laughs> I get my jokes. Show them. <laughs> yeah um anyway yeah no funny papers is incredible uh whatever the future holds for it I'm sure whatever you guys decide to do uh if you decide to do anything Will be wonderful because what makes the show special, what makes it something that I could honestly go back and re-listen to episodes is your guys's chemistry and your guys's ability to like uh, riff off each other and improvise and build.
1: Thanks, buddy. I really appreciate that.
0: Um, with that, uh, damage boost, damage boost pod on Twitter, uh, damage boost podcast at uh, Twitch and damage boost podcast on TikTok i am um, actually putting a little bit of effort into <clears> them. <throat> you might appreciate this, Mike. Or you might not. I don't know. I'm going to bring it up. Okay. Um, there's a lot of people, and they get like 30,000 likes, 100,000 views. And they do like, did you know? And it's like a really obvious movie fact that everyone fucking knows. Yeah. Like, maybe not you because you don't watch movies. Yeah. But <laughs> if you're getting movie facts on your algorithm, you know these facts. Like, yeah, just yeah, yeah. really dumb uh, ones. So I started doing ones that are... And I, I've i been working really hard on the voice, like, doing the Did you know that Mario is red and Luigi is green? And, like, just, like, stupid fucking videos like that. Yeah. Like, poking fun at that. Like, not like, being shitty about it, but just poking fun at, like, like you know, like, you're not... Yeah. yeah. They've been doing pretty well. I've nice. actually gained a reasonable amount of followers. Like, for me, they're doing well. Not for probably what somebody who considers TikTok, like, their yeah, that's career awesome. or even hobby. But... And I, I think they're funny. Yeah. Uh, like, my favorite one, which actually did the least uh, um, amount of views, was for uh, the Super Mario movie, where the tagline's, um, it's not a game. And I do the whole bit, like, the tagline is, it's not a game, because this is, in fact, a Mario movie, not a video game. And I was like, that's fucking funny. I enjoyed the hell out of that. Oh. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, so. Uh, anyway. But follow me on TikTok. I probably uh, at some point for YouTube at Damage Damage Boost, uh, not the podcast part, just Damage Boost on YouTube, I will have a video up. I do have a top 10 Mario video that uh, I've been working on with some friends for like six months. Mike's voice will be in that episode whenever I get it up.
1: (laughs) The thing Uh, I recorded for you like a year ago. (laughs) Yeah. um,
0: (laughs) Because, uh, you know, with COVID and the guy who's helping me also has like two or three kids uh it's just it's it's coming eventually um and i'm learning how to do my own stuff and it's gonna happen it's gonna be great sweet uh also shout out to three brothers gaming my kids youtube channel they're they're putting up stuff uh if you want to watch really wholesome little videos that my kids work on uh it's really cute and every time they get like five views they feel like superstars it's great um so yeah with that all being said Mike, thank you for joining me on the Road to 100. Damage boost definitely would not be here. I wouldn't have got uh, uh, rest in peace Icy Cat who's one of my favorite guests I've ever had on the show uh, without your episode about XCOM. And I've actually had uh, people uh, compliment I've had more than a few guests because of the XCOM episode, because apparently nerds really like that well, game.
1: Tell them to come <laughs> check out the stream of slash ghostwizards where we play XCOM every week. <laughs> and uh,
0: if they follow, they'll get their name in your game. <laughs>
1: exactly right.
0: Uh, so thank you again. Like, again, you uh, it. This, without you, Damage wouldn't be where it is, so thank you.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me on, buddy. It's always a pleasure.
0: All right, everybody. Be good people. Bye. We'll